This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 134, Spotlight on Disney's Frozen. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode 134. It's our spotlight on Disney's Frozen. I'm Adam Chapman, your host, and I'm joined by a special co-host returning to the show since episode first episode since uh, the This is the End spotlight, the one and only, the beautiful... Kelly Chapman. Welcome back, Kelly. Thanks. It's uh, It's been a while, it as has... our loyal listeners will remember, yes. and no doubt be sad about. Um, <laughs> actually, I haven't been on the podcast since we had a baby. Um, as many of you know, we had a baby in August. And I think Zach's actually made some appearances on the podcast recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam's been multitasking, <laughs> watching the baby and recording. So um, we do apologize for some the noise that he creates sometimes. But uh, we got a rare quiet moment tonight. So uh, we thought we would do a little podcast about a movie that we saw mm-hmm. on our very first date night since having the baby. Which is a huge deal. It's a huge deal. Um, we've been out like separately. I've been places. He's been places. Mm-hmm. But... This is the first time the two of us have been out of the house without the baby, uh, unless you count the time Adam broke his hand and had to go to the hospital, and I took him. <laughs> We're not going to count that as date night. Though. No, it doesn't. So. Count. It's not as romantic. No. No, no. And I, I made a joke to the doctor casting up Adam's hand that it was our first night out since having a baby, and he, he didn't think I was funny. So he didn't think you were funny. That's no. terrible. I know. I feel like if you're an emergency room doctor and someone's like cracking jokes, like this is like. Welcome, you know? Well, does anyone ever laugh on uh, Grey's Anatomy when they're in the emergency room? Like, No, but that's my point. Like, you'd think the doctors would get sick of people being serious I guess the time, so. you know? <laughs> Why so serious? Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so we decided um, our, my lovely cousin, Sarah, is now living with us, and uh, she offered to babysit, so we mm-hmm. went out for a date night. Yeah. And uh, some of you may think it's weird, it's the first date night out since having a baby, that we would go see a children's movie. A Disney movie, yeah. Yeah, but anyone who knows us uh, knows that's pretty par for the course. The first movie we ever saw together was Wally. so I mean, yeah. there's there's a, a long history of, of Disney films being involved in our relationship, so. Yeah, it, it's well, actually, mostly Pixar, but yeah. Most, mostly Pixar, but it's, Pixar. but it's fitting. Um, um, so, let me just start off right away and say, if you have not seen this movie, go and see it. Even if you think, oh, it's a kid's movie, it's Disney... Go see it. Go right now. I'll wait. <laughs> You'll wait for them? Yep. Okay. Please uh, stop, go watch the movie, and then come back and listen to the rest. Actually, that's a good point to say we're going to be spoiling the crap out of it, so spoilers ahead. No crap during a kid's movie. Sorry, spoilers ahead. There will be lots, I don't know. Yeah, lots. we're going to talk about the movie, so um, go see it. <laughs> yes. Now, the movie came out November 27th, so this is a little late, but better late than never in terms of, you know... Uh, is that how long it's been out for? Yeah, it's actually been out a little while. I mean, there's actually more people there than I would have expected for a movie that's been out that long. It's true. My sister said she saw it. They saw it Friday, um, and schools were still on Christmas vacation last week when they went to see it. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I understand, you know, school's on vacation. It's a kid's movie. It's during the day on a Friday. But she was surprised that it was, like, sold out. Because you said she was in the front row. Oh, they had to sit in the front row. She like that, was fine That's not just busy. That's That's as busy as you can be in a theater. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. You know, and yeah, this movie has been out a while, and there is, I guess, is there a lot of kid-friendly fare that's out right now? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Because we, uh, we're, obviously, Zach's not old enough for us to, to know what kids' movies are out, really. No. I mean, actually, I saw a, um, a thing about Save Mr. Banks, it's like, might be frightening to younger viewers, I'm like, but it looks like a movie that's designed for kids, too. Yeah, but there's a difference between a cartoon that you would take yes. a five-year-old to and a, a serious grown-up movie. I guess so. I'm pretty sure Colin Farrell's character is an alcoholic. Yeah, I think so. I haven't seen the movie. We haven't seen that. We'll spotlight that. That, that was one of the things. It was, Next it was... year when we go out for another date. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. Do you think it's going to be another year before we go out? No, I'm just saying. Okay. Um, all right, so Frozen. So loosely based on uh, Hans Christian Andersen's story, The Snow Queen. Yes. I, I've never actually read The Snow Queen. I have you? it upstairs. Do you really? Yeah, I didn't actually know that it was loosely based on The Snow Queen um, until the credits were rolling. Okay. And I saw that and I thought, I think I have that upstairs. Okay. So um, I'm going to go look after the podcast is over. And I, see. I did the classic, you know, current, like what people do these days. I Wikipedia'd it. And I was like, man, that's, it's very loose. It's oh, it's, basi- yeah, from what I remember, it's loose. It's basically the idea that someone has ice powers. Is- the Snow Queen is loose. <laughs> what? That's, no, I was just repeating it. Uh-huh, the Snow Queen is loose. That's what you said. Uh-huh, no, it's it's very loose. 
Um, okay, well, I, ha- I had a very vague outline of, um, do you actually kind of recap the story or just give a, a sense of what we thought of the story? Because it's a fairly original story. As we said, it's very loosely based. Yeah, I can give a quick quick recap for those of those listeners that ignored what I said and didn't actually stop the podcast okay. to go watch the movie. Well, go ahead. Um, so basically, the story is about two princesses, um, their sisters, mm-hmm. as princesses often are. Yes. And um, they are best friends, it seems, and they play together, and one of them has magical powers. Uh, she has these ice or snow powers. And, uh, so a the, curse. A curse. Curse. It's a pretty awesome curse. Uh, it's like a winter wonderland Especially curse. when the kids, at least, right? Like, yeah. Like, she just she can make snow and ice. So, uh, her sister wakes her up in the middle of the night. They go to this great ballroom, and they decide they're going to play. They're building a snowman. They're skating on ice. Um, the younger sister is the one without, without the powers. So, the younger sister... Anna. Anna, yeah. Sorry. Anna. Um is running up and down the hills of snow that her sister's creating for her. And um, so it's kind of like, you know, Elsa, the older sister, is creating these snow hills as her sister jumps. Jumping on So she's essentially catching her when she's jumping. Um, But Anya, Anna starts going too fast. Elsa can't keep up. She slips on the ice, falls. Um, Anna's jumped up in the air already, so she shoots out one of her, you know, lightning bolts of snow or whatever. And um, misses... And hits Anna in the head. Um, and so Anna's cold. She's hurt. You can tell she's hurt. She calls for her parents. Uh, sorry, Elsa calls for her parents. The parents come. They take the kids to see this magical troll people. <laughs> and uh, the trolls are able to save Anna mm-hmm. by taking the ice out of her head. Um, but they say it's best that they remove all memories of magic. Um you know, we'll give her some good memories of playing with her sister, but she won't remember that her sister has powers. We'll erase all of that. Mm-hmm. So they decide for her safety. The parents decide that Elsa's going to be kept separate, segregated. Um, they, you know, fire a bunch of the staff, close up the walls. Very typical fairy tale stuff where the, the castle becomes dark and mm-hmm. slumbery and all that fun stuff. It's really, it's, it's really all or nothing with that family. Oh, absolutely. It's like, oh, you guys are best friends. You have to play and now nothing. Now you'll never speak again. Like, they don't see each other for years. Yeah, so for years, they grow up separately. Um, which is nice to sit down with a montage. There's a really good montage, uh, which we'll get to, I think. Yep. Um, my brief summaries are always really, like, long. because we, we... <laughs> We're in the first ten minutes of the movie yeah. still. <laughs> so, anyway, um, subsequently, her parents go on a, their parents go on a trip, and they die, which is done really quickly. It's not a drawn-out... Bambi type. They no, die. No, it's very, die. very quick. So now the two girls only have each other, and Elsa still stays hidden in, in her room. Um, Anna grows up without her sister, and now they have no parents. Fast forward three years. It's coronation day. Elsa has come of age and is going to be crowned, um, and the, the gates are opened finally. So Anna's over the moon excited. There's going to be a party. There's going to be dancing. You know, just really excited. She's running around singing. Um... Can I have a quick interjection? Yeah, you're going to say there's a lot of singing in no, this movie. N- no, oh. I was going to say it's interesting considering uh, people have obviously referred to this as one of the best Disney movies since like the Renaissance period. Um, what's interesting is that during the Renaissance period, I, if they had done this movie 10, 15 years ago, it would have been hand-drawn, obviously, not CD, probably. But they would have had more... I think there would have been more of a psychic focus inside the castle. Like, she's... She, obviously, she's been raised by the people who... The waitstaff. But there's no real relationships there. Yes. But I think that's important for the story. Yeah. Because she's alone. They're reinforcing that she's alone. Mm-hmm. Even when Princess Jasmine's alone, she still has her tiger. She still Aladdin's has Raja. alone and has Abu. The like, Beast has an entire Everyone has group. someone. She's alone, alone. Okay. And that's why this moment, this excitement, that's, I think it's part of the story. I think that was okay. very important that they didn't throw okay. in an animal sidekick. Good point of view. No, I, I, well, I appreciate your, you know, your point there. You make a good point. Um, yeah, I, just, I do. <laughs> I'm just thinking that, but it, I just thought it was a little weird that, that we didn't have any kind of idea. Like, who? Someone raised her. Someone made sure she was fed. Someone made sure yeah. Elsa was fed, but she somehow never came out of that room. Yeah, but there's one part where the you know servants call her to wake up. You yeah. get the sense that they're taking care of her. They're okay. like, wake up, it's coronation day. That's true. Okay. Um, 
I mean, birds don't fly in the window and dress her or anything, if that's what you're talking about. No. Well, that would have been awesome. Yeah, you know, can't have that in every movie. That would have been a nice throwback. Cinderella called. She wants her birds back. I don't know. She also had, um, she also had helper mice. Yeah. Psychic mice. Gus Gus. Gus Gus. Gus Gus. Yes. Um, okay, so Coronation Day, she's running around. Uh, she bumps into a cute prince. She's all awkward. It's one of the cutest scenes ever. Uh... Almost at times felt almost not too grown up, but it definitely felt again it skewed for one of those things where kids are laughing, but also the, like it's got some almost innuendo there. Yeah, like if you're an adult, you're kind of like, oh, well, absolutely. That's... And at, at times, and this is, I'll get to later, but Kristen Bell at times is so much her character, like it is. Oh my god, Kristen Bell. Like... Okay, let me finish this this synopsis quickly, and then we'll go back because I feel like we're going to go on too many tangents here. Okay. Because let me just finish the story. Sure. She meets this prince. The ball happens. Her and her sister are cordial, but, you know, they're really not close anymore. Elsa's keeping her distance because they're she's trying co- to keep... Hold on. They're very cold <laughs> to one another. No pun intended. Very frosty. You're so punny. Um, <laughs> so the ball is happening. It's very exciting. Uh, Elsa's trying really hard to control her emotions because, as we know from everything, superpowers and curses and that kind of thing, they're always right. controlled by emotions. Yeah. So uh, And gloves. Oh, gloves, yeah. Magic gloves, basically. Yeah, she's basically rogue. I mean, <laughs> she even, when she strikes Anna, Anna's hair, like one streak turns yeah, white. Yeah, that's true, yeah. She looks so like a rogue there. it's a rogue callback. Yeah. So I guess by that token, they're both rogue. <laughs> both different versions of rogue. Yeah. Anyway. One's um, movie rogue, one's more like... <laughs> so, where was I? Oh, so the ball's they're going They're cold on. to one another. They're a little cold, but no, they're cordial. There's a couple of moments. They're, they're starting to warm up to They're warming up. There's a couple of moments. Anyway, Anna falls in love with the prince. They're going to get married. Her sister's like, no, you can't get married. This is too quick. You just met him. They start to have an argument. Elsa tries to leave. Anna rips her glove off, and Elsa gets really emotional and accidentally shoots some ice spikes. Uh, chaos. People think she's horrible. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. She's a witch, you know, that kind of Again, response. Again, to go back to the whole mutant idea, they hate and fear mutants. They hate yeah. and fear what oh, they don't understand, yeah, absolutely. right? Especially, we get that, this is kind of a timeless story. There is no sense of of what time, like what time period this is all taking place. Right. It's a fisherman's village. like So you get the idea that the idea of mysticism is scary. Yeah, absolutely. The kind of a Salem thing. Yeah, so Elsa basically runs off and hides in the forest, and a frost sets you know, down over the whole kingdom, everything's frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna runs off to get her sister back to apologize to puts fix the, everything. Puts the prince in puts charge. Puts the prince she just met. And engaged. And engaged to, I guess. In charge of the kingdom. Yeah. Runs off. Uh, and this is where the adventure really begins. And she meets Kristoff, um, who's mm-hmm. going to be her partner in this adventure. And He has a sidekick. He has a sidekick. A the prince has a horse that's kind of a sidekick yeah, so they of. go off on this adventure um eventually bringing elsa back and saving the day eventually yeah i mean and they also uh have another sidekick a snowman the snowman so there is still the disney yeah. prerequisite of having um sidekicks it's just not necessarily theirs i mean yeah. i mean obviously Fra- the uh the snowman but olaf becomes her sidekick i guess but sven is um yeah uh, christoph's so that's the brief synopsis. Obviously, in the end, they save the day. Um, we'll get into more detail about that as we go. Okay. Um, characters. Let's talk characters. That's, yes. So Kristen Bell is the main character, uh, the Anna character. Yeah. So she's the titular, well, not the titular character, because there is no such thing in Frozen, but she's one of the, she's the main... She's the main protagonist. Main protagonist. Um, you love her? I love Kristen Bell. I love Kristen Bell. Anyone out there... Who's like, man, I don't really know if I love Kristen Bell. Um, <laughs> You're going to say Ellen, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Go to YouTube or whatever you uh, use for that kind of thing. Everyone uses YouTube. I think so. I don't know. Some people bing, I guess. No I always one like bings. Google that. But the only people who bing anything are TV shows. People who work for Microsoft yeah, and have no choice. They're, they're, or they're, like, they're sponsored by Microsoft. No one bings. the same in the States, is it? I don't know. I just feel like no one bings on purpose. <laughs> It's when your computer doesn't. You're like, crap, how did this happen? Exactly. I mean, shoot. <laughs> anyway, um, so go to YouTube. Yes. And look up Kristen Bell Ellen Sloth or something along those lines. Yes. And you will get the most adorable video in the history of the world whereby apparently Kristen Bell 
has trouble controlling her emotions <laughs> and cries all the time when she's happy or sad. And she gets really, really happy because Dax brings a sloth to her birthday party. That's all or, I'm going to say. Or tells her about it. Yeah. He's not even in the video. No, the sloth isn't even in the video. Is he? I don't think he, he is. is at the end. Is he? Okay. Yeah. But anyway, it's she an hasn't adorable... even seen him. It was her reaction. We won't ruin the surprise of the video, but it, it it's, definitely it's cements pretty her. pretty endearing. She's, she's pretty adorable. And uh, she's one of those celebrities that I feel like is genuine, not faking it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. No, yeah, she seems like someone who would be fun to hang. But she's with. perfect for this character. I think it's really good casting because she is childlike in that way, mm-hmm. and I feel like she was Very a child youthful. star. She yeah. did Veronica Mars. Um, that movie's coming out this year, actually. Yeah, yes, it is. Um, she did the Veronica Mars series, so she was a child actor, and I, I feel like she Not had. Child. I guess like late, youth. late, early youth, youth, youth. actor. The two youths. She played the youth character, so that kind of the excuse younger. Yes, Name the, the movie. What? The youths. I don't know what we're talking about. Oh. What are we talking about? Our listeners know. I don't know if they do. I think they do. Okay, well, I two guess... Two youths. I don't know what we're talking about. Okay, go on. Anyway. Um, you stumped me. I think the casting... Is pitch perfect? Is perfect. Okay. Um, she has that youthful endearing quality. Yes. And she's adorable. Adorable. She makes the character more adorable as a result. She does make the result. character more adorable. And it's a really good, it's a really good heroine. It's she a Disney princess that doesn't feel like she needs to be rescued. No. And a lot of that is the sign of the times. You know, some of the movies where princesses need to be rescued are pretty old. Snow White, Cinderella. Oh, yeah, Snow White. Little Mermaid. That's generations ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this character felt very take control independent you know she runs off to get her sister back and leaves the prince to stay behind you mm-hmm. know he's like i'll come with you and she's like no i need you here it was interesting actually because like i i was wondering, wondering about that at the very beginning when she's singing about you know uh, how excited she is that the gates are gonna be open and everything but then she starts talking about how she wants to find love and i was like is this is this almost like was this are we be, doing this yeah was this yeah. gonna be a regression of some kind and then when you have the love song with when she falls in love so quickly with this man she's just met I'm like I don't know and then they obviously they they, they kind of flip that and they sh- they kind of move away from that so I was glad but I was a little worried at the beginning with that because I was like yeah. is this it I knew that it was gonna change in some way because people have said this is a really strong female character it just it was surprising that they went kind of showing this idea of this naivete her wanting to be in love so bad and then showing how that changes yeah but it, it took me by surprise it's a bit of a coming of age story yeah she is a child yes she you is you know grew up alone didn't have her sister yeah because she's oh, younger I'm than fall in love. Ooh, I'm in love I'm gonna get married yeah because she, she so desperately wants to not be alone anymore mm-hmm. that I think you know the prince can easily trick her. He turns yeah. out to be a bad guy, which well, that I actually didn't see coming. no, I was totally shocked by that. I thought they would maybe go with a more traditional like love triangle or something. Well, him here's being such what a... I thought was going to happen. So she runs off to get her sister, and she's like up in the mountains. Her sister yeah. is, and so she finds this guy Kristoff, who's like an ice salesman. And we had seen him in the beginning of the movie. We saw yeah. him like as a child with his um, reindeer, yes. and uh, he's an ice salesman. That's an old reindeer. Yeah, I guess so. He's I pretty know. spry. I feel like reindeers live a long time. I'm like, sure they... Rudolph? <laughs> You're no, asking just... how old Rudolph is? I don't know. I feel like they live a long time. I guess so. So, um, she runs off to save her sister. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she has to go up this ice mountain. So, she asks him for help. Yeah. But it's not a, oh, damsel in distress, I need oh, you. No. It's a... You're going to help me now. And part of the reason we first kind of see that is that she is bringing something to Kristoff, like, because he's trying to get um, stuff from that, that salesman. There's like a store, yeah. There's a store and an this country store. Yeah, an outpost is a, a better term for it. And, uh, you know, he, he doesn't have enough for what he needs to get. So, um, Anya kind of. Anna. Anna, sorry. Anna does a bit of a bartering and is able to get what he needs. And that's kind of her way of kind of showing that I, I, I have power here. I'm able to do something like yeah. You know, I'm not begging. At the beginning of their relationship, is yeah. like I'm I'm hiring you basically. Yeah. And not so just you're going to do this for the. His whole life is ice. He's an ice salesman. <laughs> right. Business is so, bad. <laughs> and like Elsa's the ice queen or princess or snow queen or whatever you want to yeah. call her. I thought, oh, 
oh, great, Anna has the prince already. Okay. This guy's going to end up with her sister. Interesting. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I know she's going to go back because she has the prince. Mm -hmm. And so what are they going to do with this guy? Because like, I feel like he gets to have a princess. Interesting. So I didn't actually see it coming that they were going to end up hooking up at the end. Okay. I thought... This guy loves ice. Elsa loves ice. Elsa gets this nobody. This is perfect. They're going to rescue Elsa <laughs> and be like, we came to save you. Also, mm. this guy's your true love. I don't know. I somehow thought that was happening. Interesting. But it works out better. What ends up happening, for those of you who didn't see the movie like I told you to. Um, She's very displeased with you. Yeah. Don't let it happen again. Um, so for those of you who haven't seen it, what ends up happening is um, the prince is a total jerk. He tricked her. He was, you know, he he talked about how he had twelve brothers. I liked it though because it all made oh, sense. Oh, I, I absolutely it made like, sense. Like all he the clues like, were there. He had like eleven older brothers or something, which we knew. We heard earlier. He had no chance of getting a crown, and so he came to this ball basically to hook up with Elsa so he could be a king. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when when Anna sort of threw herself at him, he was like, "Okay, good enough. We'll just have to." You know, have a little accident. Yeah, I have to figure out a way to get rid of Elsa. And then Elsa freaks out anyway and then leaves. So he's like, this is great. This is perfect for me. Um, So he turned out to be bad. And by the time... uh, By the time Anna realizes this, he's already, you know, doomed her in. And Mm -hmm. he's taken her kingdom. And Kristoff comes back to save her. Which she saves herself. So it works out perfectly. Isn't it weird that no one ever asked to see the body? Okay, here's what I was going to say about that. Totally not following our outline anymore but <laughs> I, I love that the prince i forget his name completely but we'll just call him the prince i love that he's like your stereotypical Bonds. crappy bond villain or something he has this great diabolical plan yeah. and he's like i'm gonna go do this and he like actually you know um what we didn't tell you is that when El- anna goes to save elsa Elsa accidentally does infects it again. Her, infects her heart. But gets time. it in her heart. And we and knew it, from the beginning of the movie, they warned us that if it's in the heart, it's really bad. Yeah, a little foreshadowing. But, the then, they tell, like, but then the trolls tell us again. If it's the heart, it's bad. We can't help her. But it's so, we knew, so we know what's going to happen. Yeah, so it happens. Um, so she comes back, and it turns out that Kristoff um, and the trolls are family. Like, they took him in. I have a lot to say about the trolls later. Yeah, okay. Which is adorable. Um, so he actually ends up taking Anna back there to save her again. Yeah. And he's like, I know they can save you. I've seen it happen. Because mm-hmm. he was there in the beginning. We Did saw he ever him. actually piece together that that was her? Uh, I'm not sure. Because they never actually made that clear. They he's, never said. Like, and I thought that was kind of an awkward thing to not address. That he was there and saw what happened to her the first time. And there was a one moment where he makes a facial expression that I'm like, he gets it. Yeah. But then they never talk about but it. But I don't know that that needed to be addressed. And you know what? In a fuller cut of the movie, it might have been. Maybe, they yeah. They cut stuff sometimes. Yeah, they do. Not we... as much with animated movies. But, but... they still do. No, you're right. Um, so anyway, the trolls are like, no, it's her heart. We can't do it. Only true um, love. An act of true love. And this is the part where I was like, okay, I know that it's not going to be... Oh, yeah, they said an act of true love, not true love's kiss. No, they said an act of true love. So, obviously, Kristoff is like, gotta get her back to the prince. This girl's engaged. Gotta get her back to the prince. Um, and I was like, I know this isn't gonna happen, but I don't see where this is going. Yeah. So, they take her back. Kristoff is like, here you go. Hands her over to the prince and then leaves. And I'm like, what? Really weird. Does he even... Yeah, and they kind of... Yeah, he doesn't get they the sort of, like, he doesn't even come in. They close the gate and they're yeah. like, oh, you brought her back. Thanks. It's kind of a dick move. I'm like... Can I get some hot chocolate? Like, <laughs> I thought that was a little funny. Yeah. But, um... I saved the, the princess. Like... I just rescued the princess? There's no reward? <laughs> also, she wrecked my sleigh. Maybe action fame is his reward, like Maybe. Spider-Man. <laughs> what? Like, you know, the Spider-Man 60 series, the, anime, the, 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 the theme song says, you know, wealth and fame, like, action fame is his reward. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Okay, whatever. Your listeners know. Okay, they do. Someone knows. Anyway, <laughs> they kind of close the door on him, and the prince, like, you know, takes on inside and is like, tell me what happened, blah, blah, blah. And, and then, ev- everyone's gone. Well, they yeah. didn't dismiss everyone, so Every- it's just the two he, of them. Yeah, it's just the two of them, and they're like, keep her warm and kiss her. She goes to kiss him, and he's like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and he, like, puts out the fire, reveals his whole diabolical plan, and then leaves and is like, la, la, la. Does he even lock the door? 
Uh, yeah, I think he does. Okay, does, does he? Does. Okay. So, or is she just too weak to get out the door? I don't know. She's pretty weak because of the ice in her heart. And, and everything. And everything's white. freezing crazy. It's really cold. Yeah. So, but he, he, like, reveals his whole plan and then leaves without making sure she's dead and then, like, tells everyone, well, she's dead now. <laughs> and and everyone just, believes like, it. Are you serious? But it's so typical. It's like Austin Powers when they're yeah. like, Dad, seriously, you, you can kill him. You have, I got a gun in my room. I'll do it right now. You can't, you know, this elaborate plan to kill mm-hmm. him and then just leave the room and hope it happens. No, Which I sure. thought was pretty funny that it was so typical of, like, you know, that kind of a villain. Yeah. And the Duke of, of what, Wesselton or Weaseltown, yeah. he, he was all too willing to go along with it. But you'd think that the people who helped raise Anna would have... Or, where's the body? Yeah, like, where's the body? Or bury her, or, you know, like, you don't just let the body lie. But I feel like at that point, like, he, he basically says, like, Anna's dead now. Elsa killed her. Let's go. And at this point, they've captured Elsa, so she's in the dungeon. That's true, yeah. So they're like, Anna's dead. Elsa killed her. Better go kill Elsa. I feel like at that point, maybe they're focused on, yeah, we better go kill Elsa. Yeah. We'll worry about the funeral arrangements later. We have a crisis on Well, I guess hands. it goes back to the question of, if there had been a character that we knew was bonded to to Anna, that yeah. would have been a problem there. Because sure. that person would have followed the plan right there. Yeah. Because they would have gone and checked on the body and said, wait, this isn't real. Yeah. Luckily, a snowman saves her. Yes, exactly. A snowman who makes fire. Yeah, so the snowman comes. And I guess he does play a pretty good part. Adorable, because um, most of the movie he kind of doesn't need to be there. No, he's just a comic relief. That's all. But he then is. at the end, he's, he's like donkey. comforting her. He's donkey. He he's is donkey. kind of donkey. So or he's comforting her, and like he turns the fire back on. And uh, there's a really adorable scene earlier where the the snowman, his name's Olaf, he's talking about how he can't wait for summer. He's mm-hmm. heard about summer. He's excited. He sings a song. In the summer, he's going to do what snowmen do. He has no idea that, you know, he'll melt. Should so, we tell him? Should someone tell him? Someone should tell him. Kristoff's <laughs> like, I think we need to tell him. Um, there's a whole song. It's, it's really cute. Mm-hmm. But, um, so he's, like, trying to help Anna stay warm. And he's, like, by the fire. And she's like, no, you know, you'll melt. Like, you have to get away from there. And that, I, at that point, I was like, oh, this is going to be the act of true love. He's going to oh. like melt and save her somehow. Yeah. So. And that wasn't enough. No. What type of love does it have to be? I guess it can't be platonic love. I guess it has to be. Some... I guess. Well, it ends up. What ends up happening is the prince is going to kill Elsa, and. I kind of sorry. Was hoping that we would have a little bit of a, an additional monkey wrench, and it would actually be uh, an act of Elsa's true love, like love for her sister. I was kind of hoping oh. that that's what it would be. I, it was fine with the way. It, yeah, because what it ends happens up happening is Kristoff realizes he loves her. He's coming back. He's gonna kiss her or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's coming back. He's almost there. She sees him. They're gonna like, oh, you know. There's that moment. It's it's in, like really close. It's gonna happen. And then Anna sees the prince about to kill her sister, and so she steps in the way, mm-hmm. like basically, you know, sacrifices herself. Yeah. She freezes solid because she didn't get the act of true love in time, mm-hmm. um, but saves her sister in the process. And then they think she's frozen solid, but her heart heart melts because she sacrificed herself for her sister. That's the act of true love, which is good. But I was a little bit concerned as it was all happening because I was like, he's coming back to kiss her. He's coming to save the day. Mm-hmm. I'm under the impression that the prince does like the... There isn't a male hero to save the day in this movie. Yeah. That's what I... I didn't know a lot about the movie, but I had heard people say, you know, that it's yeah. not like a man swooping in at no, the last it's minute. Not. So I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen? He's on his way. He's almost there. He's almost there. What's going to happen? So, is but cool. I thought it was really well done because... It makes you wonder. You're what, thinking, oh, great, the prince is coming to save the day with a kiss. This, and as a... What it, looking back on do. it... Looking back on it, too, they, they say an act of true love. They don't say who has to commit the act of true love. No. And I, I, I kind of like that. That Looking back, it makes total sense that it, it could just be an act of love by the person infected. It doesn't have to oh, be... absolutely. ...something for them. But they don't play it that way. No. They play it to be a more well, formulaic... Well, because the characters jump to the conclusion that it's going to be a kiss. And as, as a... As a fan of a Disney movie, you're kind of predisposed to believe that. This is what princes do. They walk around kissing. That is what they do, right? Saving them. It happens in what? Sleeping Beauty. It happens in Snow White. This is what princes do. That's their job. Yeah. That's their only job. We have princes. Right? Just to kiss people. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. 
I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, so getting back to Kristen Bell, that's where we all, we started with. I did, <laughs> you really liked her. She was a good embodiment of the character. Um, Absolutely. I think um, a, a lot of the personality. It's hard to know with animated movies how much is written first and, and how much is ad-libbed at times and how much is yeah. then animated to kind of match the actress. Because sure. I think a lot of the mannerisms of the character really felt like Kristen Bell. Like I, I could see Kristen Bell as this character. If they wanted to do a live action, it would be it would be the same. Yeah. Because like, there was some really good back and forth that she had with a bunch of people, um, especially Kristoff. They were really great together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it sort of starts out with a little bit of headbutting. Um, it's like not o- like, like old love they're stories. They're not smitten at the beginning or anything. They, they're fighting. Um, it's adorable. She's telling him. You know, I'm engaged or whatever to the guy she just met. And he's like making fun of her because she got engaged to someone she just met. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Like, I like that it was immediately reinforcing that maybe she's wrong. You know, because she has this fight yeah. with her sister and she thinks her sister's being unreasonable. So I think having an additional counterpoint helps. Someone immediately coming in and being like, you're a crazy pants. You're kind of a crazy, yeah, you're crazy pants. And it's helpful, I think, to help her start to realize that she's not right. Yeah. You know, that the. And really, everything is her fault, but it, it probably was going to happen at some point anyway, in some way. Well... There's only so long you can consider. There was a really good line, because I'm thinking, you know, movies, everything's really convenient. You know, if, if only so-and-so had done this, if only this person had done that. Mm-hmm. And if Elsa had just told Anna about her parents when their parents died or earlier, mm-hmm. none of this would have happened. Yeah. And so when... Anna runs off to save to go get Elsa back. Mm-hmm. She says something along the lines of, "I'm going to go get her. This is all my fault." Yeah. And then she kind of mumbles something like, "Of course, this never would have happened if she just told me about her powers." Yeah. And I thought that was spot on because True. that's what I was thinking. Like, oh, well, none of this would have happened. And it's I find that I feel like it's the writers being like, "We know, we know, <laughs> all of this is because yeah. this happened." That's true. So I like when that sort of thing is thrown in there. It's interesting that I mean they, they gloss over the parents um, and their, well, they're not in, even real characters. And, no, and the, their impact in their lives. But it's interesting that they're in the movie as much as Sleeping Beauty's parents. Not at all. Well, you see them a little bit, yeah. But it's just interesting that um, no one tries to help her with like they they treat this only as a curse, and they never really address like the the, the, the like, try to see the fun aspects or or ways to help her control her powers. It's all about concealing, but not actually. Harnessing control—it's just interesting. And throughout well, the course, if Professor X was there. If Professor X was there, again, the rogue scenario, you know, like he'd be like, "Let me show you how to use your powers." And then he would grab Phoenix. his temples and Jean <laughs> Grey, whatever. It doesn't matter who it is, but he—that's what he does. Um, well, let's—we've uh, talked uh, about Kristen Bell. What about Kristoff? Uh, um, oh, can I just say my one of my favorite Kristen Bell lines? Go ahead, for Anna. It's um, her and Kristoff. There's some wolves attack their sleigh. And um, he's like trying to like, oh, I'll take care of this. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, let me help. Anyway, he ends up falling off the sleigh and he's clinging to this rope. And these wolves are attacking him. Mm-hmm. And she like lights a log on fire and throws it. And she's like, duck! And throws this burning log. And he like ducks out of the way and it hits the wolves and, and fine. And he's like, you almost set me on fire. She's just so casually, yeah, but I didn't. <laughs> I don't, it's just so perfect. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. Just everything's... Yeah, it's totally fine. I'm totally fine. <laughs> I knew what I was doing. Um, let's move on to Kristoff. He's played by Jonathan Groff. He's he's uh, the original um, male lead from Spring Awakening. He was also on the first season of Glee. Um, oh, he's Jesse. He's Jesse. So you may... I, see, I'm glad I didn't know that. No? I feel like... Because Jesse's a bad guy. He was a bit villainous and he had a bit yeah. of a mean streak. And here he's the, the kind of a... A warm simpleton in some ways. Like, he's not that complex. He's what did, what did the summary you read call him? Oh, the summary I read was totally Something incorrect. Something about an adventurous mountain man. They called him an adventurous mountain man, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, that's not... Yeah, no, sorry. Um, uh, this is from Wikipedia, but it says, The film tells the story of a fearless princess who sets off on an epic journey alongside a rugged, thrill-seeking mountain man. <laughs> not at all. He's a tradesman. Like, he's yeah. he's a guy with a business. 
uh, selling ice. He is not in any way a thrill-seeking mountain man. Well, maybe the rope he was trying to get from the outpost was for bungee jumping. Okay, you well, that he could be thrill-seeking, I guess. Right. I do actually like one thing I like. It's about in those his, deleted scenes. I guess so. One thing I like about his character um, is the idea that because he's his his business is ice. Is when they go to the ice castle, how uh, amazed he is by everything. Like because ice is his business, and seeing the most perfect ice ever kind of floors him. I thought that was a nice little character beat. Yeah. They didn't need to include that at all, but it gave you more um, Absolutely. a sense of who he is as a person. Anna goes in and she's like, I want to go talk to my sister. You wait out here. And he's like, but, but. It's ice an ice castle. It's only my whole life. Like, it, it was really, it yeah. was a nice touch. I'm glad I didn't know who the voice was because, you know, just as we see a lot of Kristen Bell in Anna, I think I would have seen a lot of whatever you said his name was. In Jonathan Groff? Him. Maybe. Um, in Kristoff. And, Christoph was such a good, nice yeah, character, and so it, I'm kind of glad. Not that not that that guy's a bad guy, but he just sounded the one familiar, thing we know but, him from. but not too familiar. And I, but I thought he did a great job. I thought he was uh, hilarious. This he has some songs, and at one point he's like singing with his horse, his reindeer. I love that song. And at first, I thought the reindeer talked. Oh really? Because but I it... didn't realize he was doing the voice, <laughs> like he was doing both voices, and I didn't quite catch that right in the beginning. Well, I... It was pretty cute. He has this, you know relationship with his reindeer no he does the song's called uh, reindeers are better than people yeah because on... he's a bit of a loner so it, it works out yeah his best friend is his reindeer yeah again he has the sidekick it's interesting that he's got the sidekick but not the female lead yeah um you know he he brought a lot of personality to it not you know it was understated i think at times but it worked um actually before we before we even got to him though we should have talked about elsa i wondered why you skipped her. i don't know not on purpose it's played by edina menzel um, she was the, uh, obviously the original Ethelba from uh, Wicked, and serious tones of Wicked here. It's perfect. We were in the movie theater, and I was like, "Whose voice is that again?" And Adam's like, "Oh, that's say her name again." Adina Menzel. Yeah, she was the original Ethelba, and I was like thinking about it. And this is during the scene where she embraces her powers and she runs off and she builds this ice castle in the mm-hmm. on the mountain and she's you know it's good to be bad and I'm on my own and singing the let it go which is kind of the biggest song from the movie singing defying gravity like basically yeah and it's perfect it's perfect casting i even turned to adam and was like well that's perfect <laughs> it's exactly the same idea as wicked where She's not inherently bad, but no. circumstances have forced her to Into become that role. That role. Mm-hmm. It was so perfect, the casting. And uh, she's walking around, bam, 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 you know, like building this beautiful ice castle. Mm-hmm. And uh, she transforms into this magical green dress. Is um, it green? Yes. Well, it's like an icy green blue. Oh, I'm colorblind, so it's hard for me to tell. Yeah, it's like icy green. It is gorgeous. Um, it's actually at this point where I need to uh, have a little shout out. Yes. So the shout out is to AJ's wife. Uh, AJ is one of our loyal, loyal listeners. Yes, he uh, I is. I think he's actually, he's been on a show, He has right? been on the show, yeah. Yeah, I think he'd be on the show more if he didn't live in a different country. <laughs> yes, and if, we, if little... I, and if I had more time to edit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, I apologize because I, I don't actually know AJ's wife's name, but um, Adam and AJ were talking the other day, and AJ went to get something, so Adam and AJ's wife, I feel like she needs a good, she probably has a great name, I just I wish that I knew it. <laughs> I wish, I, 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 I do know it, but I can't remember the it. The Pixie, for now. You're going to call her the Pixie? She sounds like a, you know how uh, Amber, who's been on the show a few times, she's yes. like, you know, she's, she's a, a fairy. A pixie. She's a fairy, yeah. yeah. But she's already like a sounds like I'm calling her a fairy in a bad way. We're not. Um, anyway, so Adam's talking to the pixie. She just sounds like that. Like an adorable... Her name is Katie. Woodley elf. Sorry, did I ruin it? A little. I'm sorry. Katie's a lovely name. It is a lovely name. Okay. I feel like we should go back and edit this. Shout out to Katie. Yes. Um, I was in the room while Adam was talking to Katie about this movie, um, but I couldn't see her or anything, and she just sounded so adorable. But she said something that stuck with me. She said, my goal in life is now to find that dress and wear it everywhere I go. <laughs> and at the time, I hadn't seen the movie, and I was just like, okay. And then I saw the dress, and I was like, damn, yeah. I don't walk around in that dress all the time. It was really nice looking. It was, it was, really it was good. And it was a great moment, and it was just, it was just perfect for her character. And, and knowing that uh, 
uh, Adina Menzel was singing, it was perfect. The song so, even felt wickedish. Like the, the it sounded like "Let It yeah. Go" actually does sound like a song. If you drop that in no, the it's, wicked, it's defying gravity. I'm telling you. Yeah, it it does it it does have similar kind of beats to it, for sure. Anyway, so thank was, you, thank you, Katie, for that. We uh, we enjoyed the movie even more with some of the spoilers mm-hmm. that you had given us. For sure. So uh, one thing I, I was talking briefly with Nate the other day about uh, the voice acting, and he thought that um, obviously Kristen Bell's voice acting was amazing. He thought Idina Menzel's voice acting, I believe he said this, uh, was, he didn't think it was that strong as a, as a voice actress. We call it voice acting? Yeah. Oh. Well, it's a voiceover work, right? No, I know. It's just a, we- it's it's a weird term for it. I feel like it's still acting, but I guess you're right. It's you're only just... acting with your voice, so everything has to be done through the tone. Oh, I get I it. I mean, obviously there's... I've done some voice work before. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I don't know if you knew that. I don't know if I did. I've done some voice work. Okay. Uh, when I was, I'm going to say 16. Okay. Or 17. One of my friends uh, was in school for film editing and he had to make a music video. And I, along with my boyfriend at the time, was the star of the video. Okay, okay. Um, and so we shot all these different scenes. Okay. But it was a music video, so um, there wasn't a lot of, there was no dialogue. It mm. was just scenes of us okay. fighting, making up, all that kind of, you know, typical okay. 90s. A little bit, yeah. Typical 90s music was video. Was this an Alanis Morissette video? <laughs> Did you to know something? No, or? it was actually Bad Religion. It was the song oh, really? uh, Infected. Okay. Anyway, besides the point, I got to do a voiceover for one of the parts. Okay. And I was terrible at it. It was it was horrible. I apologize if my friend failed his project. Because <laughs> well, I had to yell, and it was, it was I wasn't actually angry, so. Well, okay. Well, it, voice acting is its own thing, because yeah, it's. I just said that. Yeah, it is. I have experience. One of my favorite voice actors, Mark Hamill. Yeah. Yeah, Luke Skywalker. No, I know who he is. He, he's a brilliant voice actor. Also in Jane Silent Bob, but I guess that's beside the point. Yes, he is. But they, they, they were worried that people wouldn't recognize who he was. That's why they had the caption. Hey, yeah. kids, it's Mark Hamill. He looks a little different. Anyways, going back to the voice work, he, he thought that uh, her voice work wasn't the strongest, but when she sang, it was brilliant. And that, conversely, Kristen Bell nailed the voice acting, but her songs, you could tell she's not a trained singer. Yeah, and I feel like... As much as I found her songs to be really good, mm-hmm. um, Elsa's, once I knew who the voice was, they weren't as good as I expected. Really? Like, if I didn't know who the voice was, I'd be like, oh, this is really great. They got a really great singer. Um, Knowing how good she is, I was like, uh, I don't know. Interesting. Is that, I feel like it could have been more, stronger. Is that more commentary on the songs themselves or her performance in the songs? I think it's the The songs themselves. The poor Really? I'm not sure. Because I think it's maybe more the material. Maybe you're maybe. right. Maybe the material didn't allow her to reach her full potential. Maybe. Either yeah. way, they were stunning. Like, don't get me wrong. They no. were They were amazing. And, and Let It Go is, like, the signature song for the movie. Yeah. I think it's nominated for an award. Do you want to build a snowman? That's a good one, too. We're going to get there. We're going to get to music. Sorry, I take it back. T- no building snowman. <laughs> you take it back. Um, there are some... Uh, Josh Gad is Olaf. Um, I don't know him from anything. Apparently he does have some chops. Well, I recognize the voice, but maybe it's just from commercials for that show that we don't watch. Probably. I mean... Let me see. While you're talking about whether you like him, I'm going to look up if I know him from anything. Do you recognize him? Yeah, he's in that show, isn't he? What show? I don't know. He does something. <laughs> you very... talk while I'm looking. Um, well, he did. I, I really liked Olaf. What I liked about that, too, is that obviously from the trailers, you know that Olaf the snowman is there. And I like that at the beginning, they make a snowman and they call him Olaf. I found it was just a nice touch that because with the trailers we know that Olaf the Snowman is going to be in it, but we don't realize that at the beginning that they actually make a snowman. And it's called Olaf, and it's a nice callback then when Olaf actually gets created, which is kind of random but interesting. Because no one, I mean, at that time there's no incidental snowmen were created. I mean, obviously the the, the larger snowman later, the the snowflake or whatever they call them, the snow monster, or whatever. snow monster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a very conscious decision to make that create that that character, whereas with Olaf, it was just kind of random magic. Um, so, the voice of Olaf, this Josh Gad guy. Yes. He probably doesn't like that I'm calling him that. Maybe not. He probably doesn't listen to the show. I don't think so. Might. You never know. Um, he is in that 1600 Pen show that I've never watched. Okay. Anything else? And he was in a bunch of stuff. Okay. The movie Love and Other Drugs, which I saw, but I don't remember him in it. Oh, he was the friend. 
Yeah, I knew he was the friend. I remember he from like the trailers. Friend. Okay. I don't remember. He looks him. like a friend. Well, he's definitely not the leading man. Wow. Glad he doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, seriously, you're just um, impugning this man's uh, potential. For he knows it. what he is. <laughs> he knows. Shoot. Okay. Um, but he was also. It says he was on an episode of Modern Family, which we watch religiously. Well, I wouldn't it's... call it religiously. We watch it regularly. We Every don't... time it's on. Okay. Well. New episodes. People who go to church religiously go every Sunday. The show's on every Wednesday. We watch it every Wednesday. Okay. I don't see the difference. Um, <laughs> I guess you're right. Season three's Thanksgiving episode. Don't remember it at all. Interesting. Yeah. Other anyway, I, I recognize the voice, and he is hilarious in this. He's absolutely hilarious. Um, him and Kristen Bell are great together. Yep. There's a point where they she realizes... Um, that this is snowman's been created by Elsa mm-hmm. and that he might be able to help. And she's like, did Elsa build you? And his response is, yeah, why? Like, Do you know where she is? Yeah, why? Can you take me to her? Yeah, why? <laughs> like, it's just, he's so innocent Love- and lovable. He is and, lovable and innocent. There's no agenda. Know, no agenda. He's, he's hilarious. He reminds me a little, I don't know if you've seen um, that movie. Oh, Ice Age? I believe so. You know the squirrel that chases the acorn? Yeah. He's like that. He's just okay. goofy. He's falling down the hill. His body's coming apart. Like, he's just... There's a lot of gags that they play with that, too. He serves a greater purpose later. Mm-hmm. Um, but he generally is just for laughs okay. throughout a good bunch of the movie. Okay. Um, going on on cast. Um, so we, then we also have Hans, who he's the evil, evil prince. Well done. Well acted. Because you really believe that this guy means what he says. And again, it's interesting. Like, it's a nice kind of story to show that not everyone is what they pretend to be. Um, some people are more... Like, there's, there's, there's more going on there than you might believe. And sometimes it's more sinister. Or in Elsa's case, there's more going on, but it's a good thing. Like, what people see isn't all that there is. So it's an interesting story about... Uh, you know, what you see isn't always what you get. There is more going on under the surface. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad in the case of Hans. Because he's a giant asshole. Right. The prince. The prince. Right. You switched from calling him the prince to calling him Hans. I did, yes. It uh, might confuse some of the listeners. Uh, Alan, not me, I'm not confused. Alan Tudyk shows up again. Um, he was in the last Disney production by the same creative team. He was in Wreck-It Ralph as the villain there. Oh, Wreck-It Ralph. So good. It was good. Um, so here he, he is once again, but now he is the Duke of, of Weaselton. Um, so, in, to be honest, now that I... Sorry, who was he in Wreck-It Ralph? He was uh, the villain, um, uh, not X. Oh, yeah, yeah, The villainous yeah. racer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who took on the persona Turbo. Turbo, who then became King Candy. Yeah. Um, that, and that was him. And once I actually completely forgot that Alan Tudyk was even in this. And then when I was watching the cast, I'm like, of course, he totally... Like, I don't think he's that—he's a good voice actor because once I realized it, I'm like, if I had known that before going into the movie, I only would have been hearing King Candy. Yeah. Or whatever his name is. Turbo. Turbo King Candy. Yeah. No, um, I thought he was good. I, I, he doesn't have a huge role because Hans is more the villain, but I thought he was great. I thought now, he was perfect. Do you know who played the uh, the king of uh, Arendelle? I didn't even realize it until right now. Yeah. Who? Um, that guy. Maurice LaMarche. Yeah, exactly. Who is Maurice Lamarche? He's the guy, the French guy. This means a lot to you. He is one of your favorite. He's done one of your favorite characters. No. Yeah. I don't know. He's the voice of the brain from Pinky and the Brain. That's exciting. That's like one of your favorite shows from when you were younger. Ever. Ever. Yeah. He was also uh, yeah, well. He's on Futurama. He's done a ton of voice work. He is a voice work king. But he doesn't like. He doesn't have a big role. No, he's a very smart role. That's that's too bad. He's uh, one of the like most talented voice actors I've ever they listened just to. Threw him a bone. They're like. I guess so. I kind of want to watch it now, knowing that to see yeah. the brain oh, parts of it. Oh, we're buying this movie in the middle of the movie. You in kind the of... middle of the movie, I'm like, we're getting this when it comes out. Normally, we wait for things to go on sale. Sometimes, we're, yeah. we're getting it the day it comes out. <laughs> I told Adam in the car yesterday. I was like, "Listen, I don't believe in illegally downloading shit, but if you find this movie, that would be okay with me because I'm going <laughs> to buy it anyway. I just want to watch it again now." That's true. That was that was very funny. I did like that in the middle of the movie. You're like, you're not going to wait for I sale. I laughed so hard. Like, I don't know if we've gotten across. It doesn't matter because you went out and saw the movie like I told you to, right? And you Listeners? enjoyed it, yes. Um, but I don't know if I've gotten across how funny it actually is. It's not just a kid's movie. There's a lot going on. 
Um, the songs are great. It is a good story. The characters are great. Mm-hmm. But it's also just really funny. Like, there's a lot of good moments. If you're listening to the dialogue, you're going to be laughing. And mm-hmm. I was laughing so hard. And it's not cheap laughs. That I thought, oh my God, the people behind me hate me. They hate me. <laughs> I'm obnoxious. That's how loud I was LOLing. Yeah, the were. whole time. I do like, and I was listening to a, a different podcast. They were talking about some of the differences usually between Pixar or current Disney generation movies and uh, DreamWorks movies. And the, the the humor level is one thing they were talking about. How often with DreamWorks films like Shrek, etc., it's usually kind of a, a baser laugh. They kind of go for the the easy cheap laugh. And I felt that with this, they didn't. It wasn't the crude laugh they went through. It was a little bit smarter. It was a smarter comedy. Yeah, there um, were a lot of. I can't. Obviously, there's some great gags. There's some obviously some visual gags, but there's also a lot of dialogue that was really strong, and a lot of it also comes back down to the delivery. And Kristen Bell is able to kind of give the anchor because she's a comedic actress. She's able to handle humor. Yeah. She comes off in every interview I've ever seen her as being kind of this fun, quirky person. And I, oh yeah, if you've ever seen her on that show that I don't like. Uh, Late Night with Craig Ferguson. Yeah, they're great together. She's awesome on that. Like she yeah. really, it looks like she's a great, a great, um, you know, prepare for him. And I mean, she's with Dax Shepard, who's one of the funny. I I heard him. You heard him. So you you just love that couple. That, that seems like a couple I'd love to hang out with. I really, really, really would like to hang out with them. I know they didn't have like a wedding, but I would have loved to go to their wedding. Mm. They just got married at like City Hall or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Um, no, but Kristen Bell and that Josh Gad, Olaf guy, mm-hmm. um, they are the heart of this movie. They are comedic genius. Yeah. The writing is amazing. The delivery is amazing. What was Sven? He's okay. He's good. He doesn't have any lines. Sven is the reindeer. Yeah, one of my problems, okay, I, I did have one, one issue with the movie, and the more I thought about it, no, the more just... I was like, I don't know why that's there. So that's all the time that we have for you guys <laughs> no, today. No, no, you're not cutting me off. The troll people. Really? What was the point of the troll people? They save Anna the first time. I, I know, but it just felt very, like... They're adorable. I, 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 they were fun, but it just felt very, like, why are they there? I thought they were going to have a bigger part to play. No. They really didn't. Good. They were there more for exposition to tell you what could happen with the curse, and like, yes. that, that's really how would it. they know otherwise? Well, you could have had a mystic. It would have been a little bit better than a race of troll people, who apparently have adopted Kristoff, uh, which is kind of random. Yeah, but we saw that in the beginning. Uh, well, at the beginning, I thought he was with the, all those other ice people, though. There's a, a ton of people. He might have been, but. And then I guess in the, they're all going there chopping up the ice, and I thought that was his family or his village. But instead, no, he actually gets raised by the the troll people instead. Well, because when the troll people are when the king and queen take Anna and Elsa to the troll people, Kristoff mm-hmm. um, and Sven follow because they're curious. Yeah, you get the sense that they even if they were with those other people, they weren't with them. With because he seems surprised to see the trolls, did he not when he was watching? Yeah. So at some point, then they just welcome. Well, didn't them. you? See, and then so he's like watching, and the oh, little, they're there. Yeah, the trolls are there, and then the trolls are like, "Can we keep them?" Oh, that's right. And then you you don't think anything of it. You're just like, "Oh, the trolls think he's cute." Then years later, it turns out they did keep him. Okay, so maybe he did have a family, and he ran away to live with trolls. So it's they, like running away to join the circus. Is that what it is? Yeah, I, I could run away and live with trolls. Could you? Well, not now. I'm a little old for that, and I have a baby and stuff. Okay. A little old to live with trolls now? Probably. Do you remember growing up when we had the trolls with the hair? Like the... Yeah. Whatever happened to those? They're not really around anymore. I don't think they make them anymore. That's sad. That was a huge thing. Yeah. That's how you can tell how old we are. Yeah. Um, well, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so let's talk about the songs. Uh, I have a listing of the songs. So could... Okay. Um, so the, the first song is the, the Frozen Hearts, the, the chant. Uh, that starts the movie with the the people cutting out the guys. I really liked it. I'm going to stop you right here. Yes? You know how I feel about long podcasts. Are we almost at our time? A little bit about music. We're almost done. Yeah, but you don't need to sing about the ice chopping song. Let's not talk about the ice (laughs) chopping song. It sets the tone for the movie. There's an ice chopping song. Moving on. Okay. uh, Then there's Do You Want to Build a Snowman? Do You Want to Build a Snowman? Very sad song. It is a sad song. The more it gets, the more desperate it becomes. um, in the montage, this is the montage of Anna growing up without her sister. And there's that really sad line that the younger version of her sings where she's like, 
Okay, bye. Yeah, it's just, do you want to build a snowman? But, uh, okay, bye. It's so dejected, but so um, genuine It's perfect, feeling. yeah. Yeah, like, it's such a perfect note. And I'm just like, that makes you sad. Yeah. For this little girl who grows up without her sister. I think that's one thing that Disney and Pixar are really good at, is making you feel emotions. Really quickly. Forcing it down your throat. Uh, this is a spoiler for another movie, but if you haven't seen it, you're crazy. But the movie Up. The first ten minutes, I mean, really. The wife is in the movie for so little. But it's a gut but punch. But when she dies, you feel it. They mm-hmm. make you love her. And yep. they take her away from you. It's funny, because we saw that like the day after we got engaged. We got engaged, and then we went to go see Up. And we're both like, <gasps> yeah. so sad. It was sad. It was, but, like... There's not a lot of backstory with the character. You haven't known her for two hours. Like nope. you, you meet this character and then she dies. But they do a really good job of jamming emotion down. You your get throat. everything you need in that. Quick and that's little sort montage. of what they do with this montage. Is you know she grew up alone without mm-hmm. her sister, and yeah. her sister was there the whole time on the other side of the door. Yeah, it's interesting too. I mean, it's easy when the, these are very base emotions. The idea of loneliness, of of isolation. Everyone's felt that at some point. So it's a very um, easy uh, emotion to tap into and to get people to understand and relate to because everyone feels that at some point. And uh, mo- a lot of people do have siblings and the idea of, of the, the closest between them and the potential drifting, like that's a, it's very easy to understand that. It's not a very complex emotion to have to, to, have to build a backstory on. It's very simple, you get it, yeah. and then you can easily go on from there. Uh, they take something very simple but make a very complex story from it. Um, we got the the uh, for the first time in forever, which one of my favorite songs in the movie. Uh, that's the one right. when they open the gates and it's a bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Well, no, not yes, this yes. is Belle in the village. Basically, it feels like they that. borrowed from some stuff here. I think it does feel like that, but no, I, but it's fine. It's the same idea going out in the world. It's a nice of... song because it has kind of two elements to it. You have Kristen Bell's character so excited that they're finally opening the gates, yeah. and maybe she'll find the one. And then there's it, definitely a duality there because and Elsa's scared about opening yeah. the gates and all the whole idea of of concealment and of not being able to be who she is. I mean, that's again a very strong message in the movie is that. Don't be afraid of who you are. Um, and it's almost more dangerous to pretend that you're not what you really are. And if Elsa had maybe been able to uh, encourage to explore her abilities, maybe she would have realized it wasn't a curse. I mean, everyone's always had that one thing that maybe they hated about themselves, which really wasn't so bad. Again, I go back to the comic books because mutants are, that's always been the way yeah, they developed Yeah, like mutants. if there had been some kind of special school she could have gone to. <laughs> It would have been fine. If only Xavier had been there, you Where's know? Hogwarts when you need it? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Ocean, she could meet up with Iceman. Bobby That's Drake true. would be like, hey, we're the same. Yeah, but he's with Anna Paquin. Well, not in the new movie. She got cut. I know, but he'd already dumped her for the other one. Ellen Page? Yeah, that's the one. I would too. Um, so then the, the next song is Love is an Open Door. That was the, the, the kind of the love ballad when she yes. meets Hans. And that's really cute. I mean, you see this this love song that they have together where he they're finishing each other's sentences they like everything the same and it's pretty they're finishing each other's sandwiches yeah (laughs) um it's really cute until you realize later that it's all an act and he's faking it but i think i like that even more then because um it's it's almost too cutesy but but still good but then once you get the, the idea that he's actually a giant con artist then it gives takes on a life of its own yeah um and then we have let it go which is the, the main show? That's the showstopper. Yep, the one I told you about. The bam, 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 and the dress. It, and the, it does have a lot of bam, bam, bam. This is defying gravity. Yes, it is. But it's really, really good. Um, and then the reindeers are better than people. We touched on briefly. It's only like a minute long, and it's it's almost not even a song. It's it, it feels almost like a throwaway. Yeah, it's just more like a character introduction. And I love it. It's, it's just really cute. It, it, and it's fun because I love um, the next one more though. It's in summer. Yes. With Olaf, and he's talking about I'm going to do what snowmans do. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of a short. Um. Uh, what is the sh- sun and moon? Yes. Where. It, the... It was one of the Pixar films. Yeah. And, and they, can't, they can't be together. They can't be together. Because they're opposite. Yeah. It sort of reminds me of that in some ways. Because it's showing the idea of like a snowman on the beach and in the yeah. summer. And like it's it's 
really well done. It's that same sort of idea that he can never be in a no, you know. And I and I guess that's kind of the fun of it, right? Because he he's too naive to understand or know that he can't have this, but he but he wants it so badly. Again, he's this innocent character who has no preconceived notions of the world, doesn't understand how the world works. Yeah. So you're able to kind of laugh, but it's also sad in its own way because yeah, he he doesn't know, and someone needs to tell him. Yeah, but never fear, boys and girls. In the end. Elsa makes him his own cloud to keep snowing on him, or I guess to keep she him cold. seriously gets to. So he gets m- to stay. Manipulate her powers by the end. It's pretty awesome. Oh yeah, the the whole village, kingdom, whatever you embraces call it, loves her. As well. her. They're ice skating. They're playing. You know, it mm-hmm. has your typical. You know. Yeah. Finally, Rogue gets to control her powers, and everyone <laughs> loves her. Um. So the next song is Fixer Upper. See this one. It this was... one I feel like was unnecessary. Yeah. Um, when they go to the troll people, the troll people mistakenly think that they're supposed to, that she's bringing, he's bringing home a girl. Yeah. Kristoff's bringing home a girl, and they're so excited about it, and they're saying all the things. He's a bit of a fixer upper. Yeah. It's pretty. I mean, it's a good song, but it it sort of was unnecessary. It's interesting to know that for us, um, a movie that has a lot of a lot of music, a lot of it does take place well in the kind of the first half of the movie. But they kind of get a lot of music over Out with. Out of the way. <laughs> kind of. Get her done. Yeah, and I, I didn't realize that at first, but when I was listening to the soundtrack, I realized that a lot of it takes place kind of in the first half. It's not a bad thing. It's just interesting that the last song we actually get is the Fixer Upper song. There's no reprise at the end. Really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, Debbie a lot of sings during the credits, if that's Yeah, right. she does, and she ends her version of Let It Go. But it's just interesting that there's no real ending song where they get to kind of sing about it. Well, I feel like... So the last note we go out on, just within the movie, is Fixer Upper. Not a bad song, but again, no, not the strongest. No, like I said, it's it's fine. It's unnecessary, but it was fine. hmm Yeah, I guess, I mean, after that part is when the movie takes a little bit of a tragic turn. True. Up until then, you're like, okay, Anna will get Elsa back. True. Okay, the trolls will fix her. Yeah. After that is the when it starts to take... higher. Like a downturn, and you know, there's people gonna die and stuff. Yeah. So I feel like maybe the music is so joyous that they've okay. You know, that's fair. Plus, really, there's no real good moment for them to sing, to be honest. Yeah. Like, when would you really have? It, it, I think if they had added another song, it would have felt shoehorned in because there was no natural point for a song to take place. Yeah. When 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 the big action is happening, when the stakes get high, they don't usually sing about it unless oh. it's Les Mis. Yeah. Then they're going to sing about it. Obviously. it's. I mean, it's interesting. This The movie really did have some great music in it. And I think it was unexpected. I mean, I know you were surprised by the music. Yeah, Excuse I wasn't me. expecting it. And I had, I had another friend comment that she didn't think there was going to be so much singing. But it's a true, true to form. Disney movies are like that. And I know you mentioned Wreck-It Ralph, but... That was a different kind of movie. Um, I think it was just your typical adventure princessy movie. No, I think it was mainly. Be- I I, th- I think I, because a lot of the same kind of creators worked on Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, I think that's why I didn't expect it to have music. Or, well, I'm like, glad songs. it did. Me it too. worked, and uh, it worked well for that reason. I'm glad I didn't know. I'm actually like it's interesting. This movie's been out a while. I didn't actually know it was like a music movie. I didn't. I didn't. I hadn't even really heard Let It Go. Yeah. So um, I, that was a nice kind of surprise for me, which yeah. was nice. No, I think it was. I think it was a good surprise. I think I knew that there was going to be songs and music in that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how funny it was. I didn't realize that. So that was a good surprise for me. So for I think, sure. I think we were both really pleasantly surprised by the movie. Yeah. You know, it helps that I don't get out as much anymore. <laughs> but it is not to take away from the movie. It is. It is really. Well I know done. we're wrapping up, but what do you think of the animation? It's I, I, I don't know what you mean by that. Well, I mean, obviously, it's digitally, it's you know, computer animated most of it. Uh, what I was most impressed with was the uh, the light effects on the ice. Sure. Just because, well, there's a lot of intricacies in in, in how light refracts, and it's just, that was interesting, especially when they go into the ice castle. Just the way that everything was kind of lit. Yeah, and... I, I that's sort of the stuff that I don't notice. I'm sort of a child in that way. I. <laughs> I just take in the magic without picking it apart. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it was really well done. I think you had mentioned uh, you saw or read, I guess you read it later, that they had actually gone to, the creators had gone to the Ice Hotel in 
in yes. Quebec. Yeah. That's in Canada. To kind of study how everything kind of bounces, like how light, how light travels and you know, bounces. reflects and stuff. So I think they, you know, they did their research and they did it well. I, it's not one of the big takeaways for me, but that's just, you know. Okay. It's not a category at the Oscars that I'm okay. ever interested in. Gotcha. Best cinematography. What? Who? I don't know. So how many snowmen out of 10 would you give the movie? Oh, I give it uh, 10. 10? Okay. 10 out of 10. I would give it like a 9, 9 and a half. Extremely, extremely enjoyable. What do you mean, which half? Top or bottom. <laughs> never thought of that before. You're the one who said half. Okay. I guess <laughs> the bottom? So we got a 10 for me and a 9 plus a butt. From Adam. <laughs> a nine without a shirt. Sorry, it's a ten without a shirt, right? Never mind. A nine with a, nine with a butt. Nine with a butt. <laughs> well, thank you. A for, headless nine. Yes. Thank, thank you for joining me today, Kelly. It was Us. really nice to have you back. Oh, well, you're I'm, thanking I'm me. I'm thanking you specifically. Well, that's nice. It's really nice to have you back on the podcast. I know it's been a while. Don't um, get used to it. I know. I like to keep my experience, my uh, appearances, sorry, special. Yes. Well, Unless you know we get mad mail. Then that says, for sure. That demands my presence. If you want to send that mail, um, you can tell us on Facebook. Yeah, you can like you us can on Facebook. Send us an email, uh, comic shenanigans at gmail.com. Very good. Or you can always comment in the HC realms. Yes. Is that just for Hero Clicks podcast? No, well, I posted it there, so oh. that's always true. Well, those Keep are the going. ways you can get in touch with us. We also would love it if you would rate and review us on iTunes. Oh, that's new. I didn't know that. <laughs> you you didn't should know do that? that. You really should. Yeah, you should definitely do you, that. You, you should rate the show too. Uh, special thanks to AJ and Katie for yes. letting us talk about them uh, without permission. And uh, <laughs> Katie, when I called you um, a pixie, I meant it in a nice way. In the uh, nicest way possible. In the nicest way possible. So yeah. hopefully that was not. And hopefully you find the dress or make the yeah. dress. Yeah. Whatever and it if takes. you find one, send me one in my size. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us on this uh, episode, and uh, we'll, I guess, catch you next time. Bye bye.